we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for January 2nd, 2023. Next report is uh, from a listener and um, <clears throat> a longtime listener and uh, street, street preacher. New Pledge of Allegiance for my children in their homeschool classes. I just wanted to share a video with you possibly to put in your email. It's something the Lord gave me a year ago to write a new Pledge of Allegiance for my children in their homeschool classes. I ended up putting together a video to send out on my preaching channel. I wanted to share it with you. So it, this is not real long. I want to do uh, play this because, I mean, if you think about it, the whole concept of Pledge of Allegiance, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Where's Bible for that? Where I mean, you're pledging allegiance to a country that, I mean, we need to be pledging allegiance to God, to the Lord Jesus Christ, not to a country that is involved in some of the most wicked, evil programs and agendas that the world has ever known. So I haven't, I, inherently, I haven't, done any pledge allegiance stuff for many years i i never once i became a christian increasingly i never had a piece about i pledge allegiance to the flag you know it's one thing to love your country but you can only have one true allegiance you you can't you can't serve two masters in other words so i like this concept Allegiance. According to the modern Webster's Dictionary, it is a noun meaning loyalty or commitment of a subordinate to a superior or of an individual to a group or cause. <clears throat> According to the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, it is the tie or obligation of a subject to his prince or government, the duty of fidelity to a king government or state every native or citizen owes allegiance to the government under which he is born this is called natural or implied allegiance which arises from the connection of a person with the society in which he is born and his duty to be a faithful subject independent of any express promise allegiance Every day, millions of children pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, committing themselves verbally to fulfill their duty and be allegiant as a citizen to the country of their birth. So in a sense, to do so to another country while being a citizen of the United States would be considered treasonous. When we are born again into the kingdom of God, we become adopted into a new kingdom, as a citizen of that kingdom through Christ Jesus, we are now allegiant to and called to be faithful to it right. above all other kingdoms, yes. including the country of our natural birth. Amen. Though I love the United States of America in the sense that I want to see a great repentance towards Jesus Christ and faithfulness to the God of heaven and earth, and that I obey the laws of the land of my birth insomuch as they do not cause me to disobey the law of Christ, and that I appreciate the freedoms I have here to speak openly and will take advantage of that by proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom of God, I am, however, allegiant in my heart to another kingdom. 
Revelation 11, verse 15. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. One day we will hear this declared across the heavens and earth, and there will be only one kingdom reigning forever and ever. With all this in mind, it grieved me that my children, even in their homeschool curriculum videos, were told to pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States and to the Republic. <clears throat> Although they love their country with the love of Christ, our allegiance isn't really toward America as it is toward the kingdom of God. What if that republic hates God and promotes things that are not of God? What if that republic, though based on some good morals as written in the Constitution, is not really at its core serving the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ? They're what showing if, like a dollar bill with the Illuminati symbol on the back and the all-knowing eye of Lucifer on the truncated pyramid with its 13 levels that says a new quaeptus novus order succorum, which means announcing the birth of the new world order. I mean, that's on our... Or one dollar bill, okay. The, <laughs> you you look at the architecture of Washington D.C., the occult architecture uh, of of Washington D.C. There's whole videos that have been made on that, and um, <clears throat> riddles in stone just keyed up on on uh, <clears throat> in YouTube. Riddles in stone, Washington D.C. I mean, it is as satanic as you could possibly imagine. The foundational underpinnings of Washington D.C. So from that standpoint alone, this is a very valid thing to look at. That Republic one day persecutes Christians. So I wrote a new pledge for my children to recite to the Lord. This is not a swear or a promise, but a declaration from the heart. May we declare it to him every day, not only with our lips, but our heart, soul, mind, and strength in doing His will by His power, allegiant to the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the King of Kings, Jesus Christ above America, and to the kingdom of God which eternally stands, one kingdom, one God, Lord over all, both now and forever. Amen. That's, the, that's their Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the King of Kings, Jesus Christ above America, and to the kingdom of God which eternally stands, one kingdom, one God, Lord over all, both now and forever. Amen. I mean, to me, that is way more biblically, I mean, it is biblically correct, as opposed to the Pledge of Allegiance, to the flag. You know. <clears throat> so, I just got that this week, and I wanted to uh, go ahead and play that, if you're interested. The video is really good, too. The um, This is Adam Cartner, longtime listener, street preacher in the Atlanta area, and um, <clears throat> super good like cinematography in the video i mean my word it's just insanely good it's like wow i i could not put together something like that anyway um and then his ministry's there 
too if you click click on the link there um her youtube channel so <clears throat> next report is trump hosts gala for homosexual republicans at mar-a-lago after biden signs same-sex marriage law and you know there's still people that just blindly follow this guy and you know will not do one ounce of effort to scratch even slightly below the surface to realize what a devil he is uh he's not trying to hide it he, you know it's not any big uh, mystery this is the 11th commentary in an ongoing series on the problematic cause or problematic rise of the lgbt influence in conservative and republican circles the first 10 commentaries can be hound and there's like multiple multiple links now this is lifesitenews.org.com so bear in mind they are catholic essentially okay but they they do have some super super good articles in and in, in reports where a lot of times you read a lot of the reports and there's nothing even mentioned about catholicism sometimes there is sometimes there's not and they even come out against some of the evils going on in catholicism which you know i commend them for they need to you know get get it straight on fully but you know they're they're better <laughs> it's, it's better than uh about any other catholic i don't really want to call it catholic because it's just it's more pro-life but they do have a catholic bent so bear that in mind if you subscribe to them you're going to get that okay so this starts out by saying just two days after joe biden signed their so-called respect for marriage act no it should be the destruction of biblical marriage act into law lgbt uh republicans lesbian gay bisexual transgender republicans celebrated its enactment at the gala event at donald trump's mar-a-lago resort home that's just a stone's throw from the jeffrey epstein's old residence there where they used to recruit the girls working at mar-a-lago for their prostitution that trump would partake of and dershowitz and epstein himself and Ghislaine maxwell was the one that came over to mar-a-lago i mean it's, it's well known documented all this in previous reports anyway uh, that's where it was held at Morlago, <clears throat> hosted by former the former president himself trump was joined by arizona's 2022 gop gubernatorial candidate carrie lake and an array of high profile gay cons which are homosexual conservatives which is an impossibility including the former director of national intelligence rick grinnell a trump appointee and frequent tucker carlson guest commentator chad wickmore fox news tammy bruce a lesbian and received the spirit of lincoln award but the, why why isn't the spirit of sodomy award come on the spirit of sodom and gomorrah award why lincoln anyway from the log cabin republicans the gop lgbt organization which supported the event last year's recipient was the former first lady melania trump and here's a nice little picture of uh the 2022 arizona gubernatorial candidate carrie lake former director of national intelligence rick grinnell frequent tucker carlson guest commentator chadwick moore log cabin republicans president charles t moran and others posed for a picture at december 15th mar-a-lago lgbt event this has just took place about half a month ago <clears throat> here's the picture if you want to see it it's in the pdf for this date 
Here's the thing. Instead of celebrating the passage and enactment of the new law, President Trump and Carrie Lake should have seized the opportunity to actually denounce it. But no, 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 no. They're not going to do that. And instead of congratulating the 500 or so gay cons gathered at Marlago's ballroom, Trump and Lake should have asked these men and women to show that they truly are conservative by affirming the immutable definition of marriage. Well, that's the exact opposite reason they were there, so that's not going to happen. Uh, which would be, you know, you know, the thing they should have done, but obviously that's the last thing that was going to happen. Although Trump reportedly did not mention the new law in his speech, he did proclaim, we are fighting for the gay community, and we are fighting and fighting hard, end of quote. Uh, then he went on to say, quote, with the help of many people here tonight in recent years, our movement has taken incredible strides. The strides you've made here are incredible. Yeah, incredible, incredible for Satan, you know, but yeah, that's what he said. That's what Trump said. So just one more, you know, proof that Trump is a devil, just like I've been saying for a long, long time and unbelievable. Okay. So next report. World Economic Forum wants to slaughter millions of pets, cats, dogs to fight climate change. Okay, so when I went to click on the YouTube link, it had been removed. I could only find one that was real echoey because they were trying to probably avoid whatever, the inevitable banning of that video on YouTube because it's totally taken over by Satan. I was barely able to find it even with a specific keyword search online. Most of the things were saying, oh, there's no truth at all. So yeah, defending the WEF, which, you know, World Economic Forum, which is what Klaus Schwab. No, this has been an agenda they've had for a long time. A long, long time. But I was actually able to find it on Rumble. So I, I got, we got that. So I'm going to go ahead and play this. The World Economic Forum has recently launched a controversial new initiative that will have animal rights activists up in arms. The WEF is now calling for millions of cats and dogs worldwide to be slaughtered in an effort to reduce the carbon pool print they produce as a result of eating meat. The WEF, which has ordered mainstream media outlets to begin pushing the narrative, wants to introduce... Because animals, pets, cats and dogs, I mean, primarily should be eating meat. That's what they're designed to eat, not grains and things of this nature. Um, I watched a video on cats not too long ago, and, and one of the main reasons that people have end up having problems with their cats, even if they're giving them a really high quality, cats even more than dogs require um, a higher percentage of meat in their diets than, than even dogs do for one reason or another. And <clears throat> one of the main reasons that cats end up having a lot of problems and urinary tract infections and just health problems in general is, is they're fed kibble, meaning the dry food. And the, the vet doing the report, who's a very long-time vet that has a lot of videos online, and um, said, if you were just to stop this video right now and just do one thing, I would recommend you getting your cats off kibble, meaning dry food. Um, they tended not eat a lot of of drink a lot of water on their own a lot of cats and things of this nature and uh the kibble doesn't help that and not only that the kibble a lot of times has a lot of grains and carbs and things like this and they're really not designed for carbs they're really not dogs are a little bit more but it's pretty much the same thing so you know and not only that just cheap dry whether it's cat or dog food is one of the most horrible things you can feed your animals i mean there is so much garbage they they literally grind up 
other euthanized pets with their flea collars and stuff and put it back into those types of foods. I've got it. I've done whole studies on this before. Not whole studies, but I've done parts of how bad commercial cat and dog food is for their animals. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to kind of throw that in. International policy that would require the majority of pet owners to euthanize their animals. CNN, always at the forefront in pushing the globalist agenda, has begun urging its viewers to starve their pets to death in an effort to combat climate change. CNN published an article on their website recently entitled, Our Pets Are Part of the Climate Problem. Right. These tips can help you minimize and their And he's carbon. showing the actual CNN report up here. They're trying to deny all this and they're just liars. I mean, you're you're going to the liars that are putting this stuff out, which they're going to deny, deny, deny. But the but the you, the reports are easily verifiable, and they're up online, and he's showing them right here. Paw prints. In the article, the liberal sadists at CNN argue that the meat-heavy diet of many household pets is causing planet-warming gases to be released into the atmosphere. Responsible pet owners should trade in their best friend for a turtle for the planet. Snakes, turtles, and reptiles can have a really low impact, CNN suggests. Your kitty cat and pooch, CNN explains, are going to have to eat bugs just like you, assuming Klaus Schwab allows you to keep them at all in the future. Bloomberg, another mouthpiece for the global elite, jumped onto the bandwagon at the same time, urging pet owners to let their pets die to fight inflation. Hollywood celebrity Emma Thompson has gone even further, telling pet owners to eat their own pets to survive the so-called climate crisis. The proposed policy was met with outrage by animal rights groups and pet owners who argue that it's unethical and unnecessary. Many are also concerned about the lack of consultation with pet owners before such a drastic decision was made. Despite the backlash, the WEF maintains that this measure is necessary as it believes that reducing the number of pets around the world will help reduce global warming and other environmental issues caused by overpopulation. It also claims that the policy will help reduce animal cruelty, as it will ensure that no pet is subjected to neglect or mistreatment. The WEF is also... I mean, it's so insane for them to try to deny something when they're literally killing us off with these COVID kill shots. They're spraying us every day like cockroaches with the, with the chemtrails. They're defiling the food supply, the drug supply, the water supply, with every manner of evil they can get away with to try to kill us and the animals off. Yet they're, this no, they, they, they would deny this, even though they're openly saying that, you know, this is going to need to be done. Come under fire for its lack of transparency in how this initiative was proposed and developed. The organization has yet to provide any evidence that suggests euthanizing pets will have a positive impact on the environment or combat animal cruelty. However, if you've been paying attention to the WEF's policies in recent times, you'll realize that this is not really about saving the world. WEF policies all have one thing in common. They dehumanize, degrade, and mock us. They are designed to take away all of the joys of life and inflict maximum pain. The campaign to force humanity to give up meat and subsist on bugs and crickets exactly. is a good example. Exactly. A WEF insider actually admitted that it's about crushing the human soul. Exactly. Why should the peasants be allowed pet companionship in the looming dystopia as a way to cope with the soul-sucking hopelessness and alienation? Exactly. No. That's what ineffective and potentially harmful psychiatric... They want to take away every little, little possible comfort that you might have in your life. Every single thing that could bring you any kind of joy or comfort, um, like a pet or, you know, 
that type of thing. And, and it goes beyond that. But obviously, George Orwell, 1984, is where they want to bring this all. Depressants are for, silly. Then there is the depopulation yeah. oh, drive. What he said there is, is that's what antidepressants are for, like, you know, which are filled with fluoride. You know, same fluoride they dump in the water, like Prozac. Which was a conspiracy theory for a long time, but is now completely out in the open. They aren't yeah. even trying to keep it a secret anymore. Exactly. According to these two WEF stooges, all religious groups are opposed to the World Economic Forum because religions want more souls <clears throat> and the WEF wants less on the planet. So in the session we just attended here at the Economic Forum, I think there was a sense so of... So he's talking to some Swami yogi guy. And he's asking him after he just got out of this World Economic Forum, which I mean, placards in the back. He's asking him some question. This guy. Let me just back it up a hair. Want more souls, and the WEF wants less on the planet. So, in the session we just attended here at the Economic Forum, I think there was a sense of relief actually in your frankness. Um, you brought up some issues that that others are reluctant to bring up. That's my trouble. Always. <laughs> All the religious groups are against me because I'm talking about population. They want more souls, I want less on the planet. <laughs> That's because he's of his father the devil and of his works he will do. So it's really funny, what he wants to kill and exterminate the majority of the planet is what he'd like to do. And they're just having a good old back slap, slap and laugh about it. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? At what point do we stop and say, enough? How many times does the World Economic Forum have to declare their sinister intentions before the world stops and listens? Right. Klaus Schwab's right-hand man, Yuval Noah Harari, who has a history of saying the quiet part out loud, last week admitted what many people have long suspected. According to Harari, who is promoting his new book, the big political question of the 21st century is, <clears throat> what do we need so many humans for? People sense. A lot of people sense that they are being left behind and left out of the story even if their material conditions are still relatively good. In the 20th century, what was common to all the stories, the liberal, the fascist, the communist, is that the big heroes of the story were the common people. Not necessarily all people, but if you lived, say, I don't know, in the Soviet Union in the 1930s, Life was very grim, but when you looked at the propaganda posters on the walls that depicted the glorious future, you were there. You looked at the posters which showed steel workers and farmers in, 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 in heroic poses, and it was obvious that this is the future. Now, when people look at the posters on the walls or, or listen to TED Talks, they hear a lot of, you know, these big ideas mm. and big words about machine learning and genetic engineering and blockchain and globalization and, and they are not there. Mm. They are no longer part of the story of the future. And I think that if I, again, this is an hypothesis, if I try to understand and to connect to the deep resentment of people in many places around the world, part of, of what might be going there is people realize, and they are correct in thinking that, that the future doesn't need me. You have all these smart people in California and in New York and in Beijing, and they are planning this amazing future 
with artificial intelligence and bioengineering and, and global connectivity and whatnot, and they don't need me. So maybe if they are nice, they will throw some crumbs my way, like universal basic income. But it's, it's much worse psychologically to feel that you are useless than to feel that you are exploited. And it's not even the first time Harari has let slip regarding their plans for humanity. He recently declared that the WEF considers the vast majority of the human population to be obsolete, useless and redundant. The WEF advisor assessed the widespread anxiety among common people as being rooted in a fear of being left behind in a future run by smart people. Such fears are justified, according to Harari, who spoke on behalf of the elites and confirmed, we just don't need the vast majority of you. If you go back to the middle of the 20th century, and it doesn't matter if you're in the United States with Roosevelt, or if you're in Germany with Hitler, or if you're in, in, in the USSR with Stalin, and you think about building the future, then your building materials are those millions of people who are working hard in the factories, in the farms, the soldiers in the... You need them. You don't have any kind of future without them. Um, and now fast forward to, to the early 21st century when we just don't need the vast majority of the population. Because because uh, the, the future is about developing more and more sophisticated technology, like, again, artificial intelligence, bioengineering. Most people don't contribute anything to that, except perhaps for their data. And whatever people are still doing, which We're is- We're gonna talk about, I don't know if I'm gonna get to it, about how they're trying to kill off all the productive people via the COVID kill shot. And what that, I don't know if I'm going to get to it today, maybe maybe it won't be till next week, but I want to try to get into that, because that in and of itself is part of what he's talking about. And this is Klaus Schwab, the, the author of the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, Satan basically incarnate. This is his right-hand man. This is Yuval Harari. This is his right-hand man, okay? So when you're hearing from him, you're hearing straight from the mouth of the devil, useful, these technologies increasingly will make redundant and will make it possible to, to replace the, the people. Of course, the mainstream has been co-opted by the World Economic Forum, and they'll try to cancel you if you dare to speak any sense about any of these issues. Exactly. According to yeah. the mainstream... Just like they're trying to deny this video and they won't let it on YouTube, and, and they're trying to debunk it and do all kind of fact checkers on it and all this other stuff. It's right out of their own mouth. There's nothing to fact check. It's right... It's it just, again, like what I did with John Ramirez... You heard it right out of his own Facebook post. And then I just gave you the Bible verses on what the Bible says. So it's what we try to do with this ministry. We try to give you facts and you weigh them. You can pray about it. Take it to the Lord in prayer if you want. But that's what we're, that's what our goal is here. In 2020, obesity is healthy. The vaccines are not causing people to keel over and die, and abortion is love. Exactly. George Orwell warned us about these times. Yep. <laughs> he said they would try to convince us that war is peace. Yep. How right he was. Now they're trying to convince us that euthanizing our pets is a way to reduce animal cruelty. Only time will tell if this controversial policy is adopted by countries around the world. But one thing is for sure. Pet owners are not going to go down without a fight. 
and nor should they. The World Economic Forum has issued a series of chilling warnings to the people of the world. Hand over your yeah. sovereignty to the global elite or face certain death. Yeah, bring it. The power-hungry cabal of billionaires and politicians has long plotted to enslave <clears throat> the masses, and now they're making their move. If we refuse to comply with their demands, the WEF warns, we will face certain doom. Whatever. They claim only by handing over our freedom and autonomy to the elite can we hope to avoid the catastrophes <laughs> that are looming on the horizon. Yeah. But more and more people are refusing to submit. I'm not making any deal with the devil. I'm just not. To the WEF's tyrannical. In order to save my own skin. Demands. Brave activists and rebels are rising up to fight back against the global elite, determined to defend their sovereignty at any cost, determined to protect their families and those they love. Will you join them in the fight for freedom, or will you cower in fear and submit to the demands of the global elite? The choice is yours. But whatever you do, do not underestimate the consequences of your choices. If you choose to stand up and fight, then welcome to the fall. The real consequence you need to be worrying about is if you do submit to them having to worry about hellfire and then the lake of fire for eternity. That would be the real consequence. Uh, 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 death at their hands is only temporal. You want to make sure you're right with the Lord. You know, biblically right with the Lord. That's what of should be of the... I, mean, I don't think this guy's even a Christian putting this video out, but that that's... To me, that's the most important thing. I know at times it can feel dark and lonely, but the masses are waking up and the elite won't be able to take over as easily as they thought they could. Yeah, well, I, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let's go forward here. Next report. Prepare for climate lockdowns. B Rogue British Council wants to strip you of their freedom. So they're... They're trying to beta, beta test this concept that we're, we're talking about here on a lot of different fronts and a lot of different ways in a lot of different parts of the world. It's not something that they're just trying to or could implement all at once. All right, let's go ahead and play this one. And remember, if you only watch one hour of telly tonight, you'll be glad it's this one because I'm going to give you a very specific warning. Now, this is Sky News from Australia. And you won't hear it from anyone else. I believe we are facing a sinister threat to the freedoms and everyday liberties that we and our grandparents have taken for, and our parents have taken for granted all our and their lives, but are being squeezed out of us by woke left-wing authoritarian governments more effectively than a python crushing the breath out of Mrs. Kafoop's pet Pekingese. And if we don't wake up soon and start saying no, it will be too late. Yesterday, I read a very disturbing story that comes out of Oxfordshire in Britain, but it offers a terrifying glimpse into what the future, the net zero future, could well look like under the climate renewables tyranny of Chris Bowen and Anthony Albanese, of Dan Andrews, of Palaszczuk, of McGowan, of the loonies that seem to inhabit so many of our left-wing councils, and the ACT, Labour Councils and Governments. According to Darren Burks at the independent website Vision News, and you can also read the same story on the Daily Skeptic, an excellent website, the Joe Nova blog, and elsewhere. Oxford County Council are planning on embarking in 2024, not on COVID lockdowns, but, as I and many others have long predicted, climate lockdowns. Yes, folks, the Great Reset is going to begin in earnest among the dreamy spires of Oxford, once the very centre of learning and enlightenment in the English-speaking world. 
How will it work? Well, scarily, much of the infrastructure of oppression and surveillance is already in place, as it is here. But recently, Oxford County Council started to spell out the details. And yes, it's all being done in the name of saving the planet from climate change. According to Vision News, last week, Oxfordshire County Council finally approved their plans to lock residents into one of six zones across the city of Oxford. They have divided the city, this is the council, into six zones as the latest stage in what is called the 15-minute city agenda. Remember that phrase. And they are actually boasting about this agenda. According to an October article in the Oxford Mail, the local newspaper there, quote, Duncan Enright, Oxfordshire County Council's cabinet member for travel and development strategy, has explained how roadblocks stopping most motorists from driving through Oxford city centre will divide the city into six 15-minute neighbourhoods. He insists the controversial plan will go ahead whether people like it or not. So it's a prison. If you live in that six divided thing, they're going to put up roadblocks. You're going to be able to, it's a prison. It is a open air prison without you ever having committed a crime. You're in prison. There's your COVID mentality at work. Yeah. The Oxfordshire Council will place electronic gates on key roads in and out of the city, confining residents to their own neighborhoods. Even the Times newspaper has reported on this travesty without batting an eyelid, that motorists will be fined simply for leaving their neighborhood once too often. <laughs> so how does this communist style activity work in what is supposedly the heart of a liberal democracy? Well, here's how the boffins explain it. Every resident will be required to register their car with the county council, who will then monitor how many times they leave their district via number plate recognition cameras. People can drive freely around their own neighborhood mm, oh, and must apply for a permit to drive through the filters exactly. and into other neighborhoods, yeah. which they can apply to for up to 100. Can you imagine applying for a filter to just, you can't leave your 15 minute zone and you have to apply for permits that are temporary to just drive outside of that? I'd rather be dead than live this way, personally. That's just me though, I'm funny that way. Um, this is nothing but an open air uh, prison. That, that's that's all it is. It's absolute, total, insanic, sat insane satanic tyranny that again is trying to bring us into that George Orwell 1984 uh, brave, Aldous Huxley Brave New World type of world that they want to bring us into. Days per year. The council will then track their movements via smart cameras positioned all around the city. If any of Oxford's 150,000 residents drives outside of their designated district more than 100 days in the year, he or she can be fined $150 a pop. <laughs> now, think about how easily we motorists and pedestrians are hurdled around like sheep in our own cities. How often the concrete and plastic 
barriers suddenly appear out of nowhere. Notice how you can barely find anywhere to park in Sydney CBD these days, and how instead there's all these empty bike lanes for miles and right. miles that have taken over so much space on our roads, and yet completely empty. Now, I, I don't have this where I'm at in North Carolina, what he's describing, but yeah, this is how they just incrementally get you used to this what i what i do notice is that for a lot of years even in america when they build new construction the parking spaces are are tighter there's all these new like median things and barriers whenever they do any kind of renewal of a city and, and re refurbishing of the downtown areas there's always these medians that go up that make things more constrictive you have less places you can turn around this is all by design to make you feel like you're a uh, like a rat in a hamster cage, to make you feel confined, constricted. Oh, the the parking spots are 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 so small. They're they're everything squished together more. There's no place you can turn around. All of this is trying to get us into this mentality that, that they're describing in here. Even the cyclists hardly ever use them. There's a perfectly wide four-lane stretch of road in Paddington that I drive down where inexplicably the speed limit was lowered to a measly 40 for no sensible reason that I can tell and cars crawl along there at half the speed they could be going. Yeah. Notice how more and more surveillance cameras are popping up yeah. all over the place. Stop at the traffic lights and look up at any intersection these days and the chances are you'll see a little white camera peering down into your lap, checking whether you're on your mobile phone or whatever. Cameras everywhere, monitoring our every move. Go to Bunnings and other stores nowadays and facial recognition cameras are monitoring your every move, logging in your details and data without you having any say in the matter. Now, again, I... I really try to frequent more the mom and pop type of places. Just that's where I want to give give my money. Um, those types of things, and, and stay away from the big box retail type of stores uh, for so many different reasons that I've reported on here. And that's one way you can fight against this because they're they're trying to put all the mom and pop businesses out of business so that they can just bring in this this new world order uh, hellish dystopian existence that they want to make the norm when i was in britain recently i went to pay at one of those loathsome self-payment things that have tossed perfectly good checkout chicks and other workers on the scrap heap in all our supermarkets or so many of them well in the uk when you go to those self-serving friggin things the checkout machine photographs your face no. as you are paying yeah, no. coming here too i have no doubt. Whole Foods has a thing they just set up, and it's going to be a link in my next newsletter where it's you go in there and some type of thing where you register your phone and you go in there and I don't know if it's like a smart cart, but it knows what you're putting in the basket, and then you just check out. You just, I guess, you just check out through the thing, and it knows what you bought. And I, all I'm saying is that don't support these. But Whole Foods is horrible. They're unbelievably pro-abortion they're unbelievably pro-gay they were absolute nazis during the covid agenda they only stand for evil when wickedness and again typically speaking the more mom and pop places you could frequent and even if it's going to cost you some more money you know listen where does this all end if if there's no resistance to it well where it all ends is everybody's shopping at satan mart because it's going to be the only you know store that you can go to like walmart
or something. Um, that's what they want to do. And the more you support these other businesses that aren't doing this, the more you're casting a vote against this wickedness. So what exactly is a 15-minute city? The term was coined in 2016 by Sorbonne, Sorbonne professor Carlos Marino, who was given a Nobel Award in 2021 for developing his idea. I'll bet he was. The lovies lapped it up. Quote, a truly livable and sustainable urban future that places each global citizen at the heart of their own city oh, was the yeah. gushing blurb. Right, right. When they say places each global citizen at the heart of their own city, of course, I suspect what they really mean is imprisons exactly. each global citizen within five kilometers yes. of their own home. Mm -hmm. Unsurprisingly, we find the concept enthusiastically being sold by Klaus Schwab and the World Economic yeah. Forum. Yes. The same mob who... And Yuval Harar, the one you just heard from that said we need to have way less people in the World Economic Forum, which was the one guy and they were all slapping each other's back, laughing about how I want less souls in the world. Those are the same people that want to do that. They'll know exactly where you are, where to come get you if you get out of line. I, I wouldn't ever recommend even living in a city at this point that i mean any kind of semblance of a big city or in the city limits i mean i would try to get out at least into the suburbs uh this type of thing because the the closer you know more proximity you are in any kind of city the more likelihood this is going to happen to you eventually by 2030 you will own nothing and you will be happy yeah, exactly have even gone to the trouble of drawing you up a cute little diagram of your wonderfully new virtual prison to make the idea look benign and appealing yeah. as well as a funky interactive world economic forum graph klaus loves these things where you can learn that urban resilience for example is linked to climate change cyber security and of course systemic racism oh yeah of course all the usual lefty nonsense and garbage designed to keep individuals locked down and denied freedom of movement the most fundamental and precious of all our human rights and the most basic one at that as joanna nova says on the excellent joe nova website the 15-minute city is now already being eagerly embraced by the united nations of course to tackle climate change of course as well by a host of city councils and local governments all around the world, including popping up in Barcelona, Paris, Portland, Buenos Aires, <laughs> and even Brisbane and Melbourne. Yes, they're everywhere. Interesting, isn't it? How all these different uh, cities all around the world seem to be kind of hopping on the same bandwagon all at the same time. It's almost as if Oh, I don't know. We un had one big government running the world behind the scenes, telling all the little governments, you know, the democratically elected ones, what to do. Of course, I'm only joking. That could never happen, could it? Here's French President Emmanuel Macron at the recent APEC conference Albo scurried off to attend. Are you on the US and the Chinese side? Because now, progressively, a lot of people would like to see there, there are two orders in this world. This is a huge mistake, even for both the US and China. We need a single global order. And a one world government, which is what the Bible predicts we will have 
under Antichrist and false prophet during the seven-year tribulation. Whoa, hang on, Emmanuel, you're way behind the eight ball there, mon vieux. According to our own chief health officer here in New South Wales, we've already got one. Um, we will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order. Okay, so anyway, um, that's, they're openly, you know, kind of out in the open there and uh, doing this. Then they're also calling World Economic Forum calls for an end to private car ownership. See, all of this, this is all about taking away every single liberty, right, pleasure, even pets that you would have. That that It's all about stripping all that from you bare, getting you heavily medicated, ultimately just killing you off. And that's really what their goal is. I mean, it's, it's a satanic goal. They're of the father of the devil. So none of this should really surprise us. And it is time. This is from Fox News. I mean... Hot topic buzz. So get this, the World Economic Forum is now looking to reduce ownership of private vehicles. Yes, the forum claiming that this is a way to reduce global reliance on critical metals. Yeah, Teslas are and all the electric vehicles are working super good. Also, not only do they blow up in your garage and you get horrible mileage and they weigh oh i put i put a report out the other day i hadn't even thought about this that they weigh on average double the amount of a normal car because the batteries are so heavy so when you get into an accident with one of them the impact is going to be far greater uh because of the mass of the car itself and you're the the likelihood of you being injured and you injuring someone else is far greater in an electric car because they're so much heavier and they work horribly during the winter because batteries don't work near as good during the winter Have you noticed that like batteries will drain way quicker well the tesla cars and, and the electric cars are no different there's all kind there's so many videos coming out now on how horrible the electric cars are and what a joke they are and that's all about taking away your rights too because they don't get very much in range and and the batteries wear out in five years they're they're like you know double to triple to quadruple of the price of a of a normal car depending on what one you buy i mean there's the there's just no upside it's just such garbage and lies but you know you're doing it to save mother gaia when the minerals they mine to get the to make the batteries are like just unbelievably horrible what it does to the environment to get those minerals out of the ground i mean but they don't talk about any of that though no it's like cobalt and lithium as they make a push toward green energy Digan, give up your car why don't you yeah the world economic forum sponsors that little get together that boondoggle in davos every year why do major <laughs> private ceos even go to that thing if this is, these are the policies that the World Economic Forum are espousing, they're essentially saying, trying to take away your free will. Oh, you can't drive a car. And again, trying to apply uh, the ideas out of Europe onto the United States. Europe has a lot of mass transit. It's a very small continent. And North America, not so much. So stick that idea where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> well, I have gone to Davos for 20 years for the World Economic Forum, and it's always been an incredible opportunity <laughs> to hobnob with the leaders of the world. It is incredibly well attended every right. year. 
Uh, so for some reason, everybody's getting together globally. It has been the place that all of these people meet every year. You're right. Leo, your <laughs> thoughts on the ideas of going green and taking away your private vehicle? Well, obviously, when we think about the history of motor vehicles, cars and other transportation, it has lifted millions, hundreds of millions of people out of poverty and has changed the dynamic of how we all live and the quality of our lives. So yes, while we all want a clean economy and we want a, uh, you know, a climate that is sustainable, the reality is that a collapsing economy isn't the answer. So there has to be a balance. And unfortunately, in today's there's no balance with Satan. There's no, there's no, no making deals with Satan. All, all their the premise of the whole climate change thing and that it's, it's all based on lies so educated world we get a little bit too much extremism so hopefully we can bring some sense back into it oh uh, yeah not, not yeah by the way those ceos that go to davos many of them they go on their own private jet of course they do and Which, it is time for the you know their carbon footprint is whatever even though carbon is what literally greens the world whenever you have more carbon in the environment the the greener the actual globe becomes from a satellite view that's a fact and that's been in fact i've seen uh pictures of the progressive greening of the world the more carbon is introduced and this is a big reason they don't want the carbon because it's actually greening the planet so they're trying to, they're trying to get rid of all of it because that's what the plants breathe they, and the plants then give off oxygen, which is what we breathe. So they want to stop that cycle and supposedly bury the carbon in the ground. I mean, it's absolute, total, satanic insanity. Okay, so let's get into um, the old COVID kill shots. Bioweapon payload red alert. The military is being decimated from the kill shots. Liquid nanoparticle hydrogel payload is not only in the COVID jabs, but also the flu shots. Oh, yeah. And other vaccines and insulin shots now as well the fda has abandoned all oversight of all vaccines now attorney todd calendar and dr lee vlalette discussed this so all the way around secretary of defense austin has has betrayed in my opinion as a civilian watching all of this and knowing enough about what the constitutional process is he has betrayed our military and our country in yeah the most horrific ways. And I am very concerned about the damage to our military because even with this effort from Congress, they are doing nothing to remedy the situation for the more than almost 10,000 service members forced out of the military, experienced, trained people, exemplary people, forced out simply because they refused to take an experimental injection, they had every legal right to refuse. And they were forced out without due process that many of them, many of the lower level enlisted people didn't even have any notice at all. They were just summarily dismissed because they they weren't entitled to a board of inquiry or the legal proceeding of a court martial. So they have no remedy for their loss of career and the other part of it the public doesn't understand is that when someone is discharged from the military with a less than honorable discharge which could be general discharge 
or it could be dishonorable discharge, which happened early on. That was later prevented. But that means that military service members don't have the opportunity to pursue a lot of civilian employment opportunities that require an honorable discharge from the military to even be considered for right. a job. So the punitive actions, the mean-spirited punitive actions that were done deliberately harming the military in the way they were discharged added to the burden financially because it, it precluded many avenues of civilian employment and those that have gotten the shot and now are medically unable to serve have no help either. Some of the military doctors that I personally have talked with are prevented from treating the vaccine-injured service members. All the way around, this has been an evil assault on our military, and we have to keep showcasing and talking about and getting the public awareness of what they have done deliberately damaging our military fitness and readiness and our national security. I have something really important to add to that. The, the answer to some of this, the reason why, you know, even if the Secretary of Defense agrees and Biden says, okay, no more um, COVID shots, they're putting the exact same ingredients into the flu shots. The flu shots right. are on their annual required um, basis on the part of their medical process. Flu shots now. So you're getting, I believe, an RNA payload now in the flu shots. He taught, I believe, insulin and other and other vaccines. So, so I've warned about this stuff for years about vaccines that they're all wicked, they're all evil. Don't mess with them. So now they're forcing people to take the same stuff anyway, the same payload from these lipid nanoparticles yeah. called a flu shot. When you know, who cares if if you don't have to take a COVID shot anymore? You're getting it anyway. You know, who cares if, if you don't have to take a COVID shot anymore? You're getting it anyway. That's been my concern medically. Absolutely agreeing with yep. you, Todd, because we know from the spring of this year, 2022, that the FDA has basically abandoned all regulatory oversight of any changes that the manufacturers wish to make in mm -hmm. any of their vaccines, not just the flu shot. It can be shingles. It can be pneumonia. It can be the uh, cervical cancer HPV vaccine. It, it can be any vaccine. The FDA is not holding the pharmaceutical companies to the standard of disclosing the modifications, presenting new clinical data, and disclosing in the package insert what the ingredients are. So quite frankly, I don't think any of our vaccines going forward are going to be free of the technology that Todd sure. just mentioned, and our, and I think that's partly why suddenly now they are caving on the COVID vaccine mandate because they know they've got it covered by putting the same ingredients in the other shots. Hydrogel, it is in almost every injectable now, even people getting insulin or getting the hydrogel, which, by the way, has the cesium-137. Insulin. Cesium-137 we talked about not too long ago. You can key that in also. That's another thing they're putting in there. A bunch of other really nasty things in there, yeah. uh, including something called kinase that I would like to. To uh... if you're taking any type of medication, um, any type of shot, typically they're putting all kind of extra garbage, whether it's pill, whether it's injection that you don't need that serves no purpose other than to kill you off 
in that shot and that's a big reason all drugs have side effects because you're feeling the side effects not only off the toxic drug that you're getting but off all the other garbage they're putting in the shot none of it so much of it doesn't even need to be in there it's just another way they're killing us off i'm telling you i'm telling you that is the, that is the truth what i just said to you i mean it's it's so obvious get our researchers to talk to you about it sean you and dr Vlee, please Hey, Todd, you mentioned cesium-137 uh, on our last call, and I forgot to really push a little bit back on that just to sure. find out how, where did that information come from? It's in a list of ingredients. Is it really? Okay. Yes, it is. And not only that, but we have samples we're testing for it uh, in a Moderna um, vial right now. But I'll be happy to, to provide you the documents. It's in their list of ingredients. It's in the patents as well. Yeah. So it's in the list of ingredients. It's in the patents, the cesium-137, another unbelievably satanic toxic ingredient they're putting in the shots in insulin i mean so i say it that's why i've encouraged my listeners for years man whatever you're taking whatever meds that you're taking try to get off them i got my grandma off off injectable insulin and glucophage it took about three months and that was back when i knew way less than i know now it is possible okay she was on 11 or 12 meds we got her off 11 out of the 12 within about a Mm, I think it took a total of three to four months. And she'd been on for years since she was in her 80s. Now, granted, I think it's more complicated now because they're, you got 5G to deal with. You got a lot of other stuff. And I can't be anybody's doctor, but I do have a lot of files that, I can, that I've put together. Uh, a lot of my knowledge that I've put together, in, I can forward people. And I, I do believe that it can be very, very life-saving stuff. You do not want to be reliant on this satanic system if there's any possibility at all, you need to get out of the satanic system and get off their devil medical pharma pharma drugs if you can do that. Now, I understand it's one thing to use emergency medicine to save a life, and I understand there's exceptions about certain things, but I'm telling you it's just getting more wicked by the day. And if you're relying upon them, you're being relying upon a satanic system. And if the lights go out and things get bad and, and you're relying on that system, man, it's it's going to not be good. Now, I'm not condemning anybody. I'm not browbeating. I'm just saying, I, if, I'm telling you what I would tell myself or, or a family member. Okay, so I had to skip ahead. He keeps having all of his advertisements in here. Um, I skipped ahead and I'm going to let them talk for about another 10 minutes here. It's all on the congressional record now. So I don't know where these white coat killers are going to hide as they continue to promote. Well, it's it, white coat killers going to hide. I mean, the whole judiciary system's totally corrupt almost. The politicians, for the most part, especially ones at the top, are all corrupt. Hollywood's corrupt. The media's corrupt. They're all covering up all this. I mean, there's. it doesn't seem like there's ever any justice. And this is what happens, the Bible talks about. This is what happens when you have a wicked nation that turns its back on God, that justice, justice stands afar off. Judgment, true righteous biblical judgment stands afar off. And, and that's what the Bible talks about in Isaiah. So, I mean, I'd love to think that there was going to be some type of real justice regarding all these things. But... I don't see a lot of Bible for that happening. I, I'm not saying it couldn't. I would love to see God intervene and bring forth true righteous justice and judgment regarding all these matters. But, And I'm not saying we shouldn't fight for that. Um, but the game is so rigged that 
I would be surprised if that would be happen. I don't know. I hope, though. It'd be nice. As Dr. Fauci would like them to do, getting your booster and your next booster and your next booster, the boosters of death. They are hiding under the immunity provided in the CARES Act and the Cures Act that Obama put in in 2016, and they are hiding under that immunity because they're using covered countermeasures. And until we find a way to pierce that immunity, and in fact, Dr. David Martin and his team with Stanford Graham filed a case in federal court in Utah, the Griner case, that documented all of the all of this, and the judge threw it out, basically Good. dismissing it mm-hmm. on the grounds of, well, we can't overrule the medical people in the regulatory agencies. The judge refused to rule on the point of law that had been well documented in the case. Because they're corrupt. So basically, the judge was giving up judicial authority. That's what made me apoplectic. When Stan Graham did an interview with us to explain the serious implications of this Griner ruling. And so that's where they're hiding. They're hiding under the immunity provisions that our government gave them. They are still hiding. The medical profession and hospitals are to this day being paid incentive bounty payments to kill people on the COVID death protocol. They know it's causing death. They know it. And they're doing it anyway. Yeah, and that's why it's worse than genocide. It's democide. It's government-sanctioned murder. And I guess my question, Todd, would be, how can there possibly be immunity under the PREP Act or the CARES Act or any act at all for murder? How can there be immunity for murder? Yeah, that's a great question. So theoretically, there shouldn't be. But going back to my my point a few minutes ago, what exactly are we going to do about this? Well, they were clever enough in 2006 to merge in the case of a public health emergency law enforcement with public health. So what exactly are you going to do? Are you going to complain? Are you going to go file a criminal complaint? Well, now public health is part of the, the police apparatus. So they've short-circuited any way to get redress. Uh, whether it's through the courts, through law enforcement, Congress, right? We, we've got, um, what is it? I guess you, the, the frauds and, and selection process, not election process. What are you going to do? Complain to the, the president of the United States? They have cut out all roads right. to any salvation, leaving us only one really left. And, and, and I keep saying it in a very open way. We have to opt out of that system because as soon as we apply to that system for redress, we're shut down. We must use a different system, our own system, a parallel system, if you will. Yeah. And the other word that comes to mind is secession, right? We just a lot of interest need in that. to secede from the federal government and its claimed authority. Because if they can get away with this, murdering people with the protocols right. and everything else, because they wrote something called the PREP Act or the CARES Act or whatever, what's to stop them from saying, well overpopulation you know too many boys we need to eliminate children boys under the age of one yep it's happened literally i mean that's kind of the road we're on because these people are so overtly evil i'll give you another example i guess there's a uh, veteran in canada who reached out to the government for health support i think it's a female i'm not sure but this person they need help from the government because of health issues they're a veteran the government responded with We'll give you government-assisted suicide. (laughs) 
So that's where this is all headed because we're controlled right now by a death cult. Just reported on that, uh, I don't know, a couple teachings ago when the Canadian uh, assisted suicide, gigantic advertising trend, gigantic amount of people that are actually using it to die now, that it's just becoming more and more the norm. And I mean that quite literally. Look at the World Economic Forum. Klaus when are we? And he doesn't hide, right? We are in the middle of a genocide. I think that's the you know straw that I'm looking for. Until people embrace that, they're they're just going to silently go to their own suicide. You're absolutely right, Sean. I mean, I think that was a weird example to give about uh, you know firstborn boys must be murdered, but that's the road we're on. If we let these people get away with what they're doing, which is genocide and democide, government-sanctioned murder, then I guess we'll let them get away with anything. Why wouldn't we believe that? You know, China goes and collects a bunch of Uyghurs for experimentation yeah. and harvesting of body parts. What, what makes this in any China? Different? They've all said it's Klaus Schwab and those the, all the people like Macron and um, Trudeau and then the China's the model. China's what they want to turn the whole world into, and that, I mean that place is hellish. I mean, it's just it is George Orwell, nineteen eighty four. There now, right now. And this is the goal of the WEF, World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, Yuval Harari, Trudeau, Biden, every major world leader, every major world government. That's the that's the model is China. Right. Well, I guess if we were going to end on any good news, it would be that Brunson v. Adams case. That's a glimmer of hope. The other glimmer of hope is patriots out there doing the right thing like banners for freedom. Psalms 20, verse 5. May we shout for joy over your victory, dear Lord, and lift up banners. The the banners, um, and this is, I guess, his website. Banners for freedom. Banners, the number four, freedom.com. And then fivesmallstones.com, which I think is... Um, Todd Callender, the attorney you're hearing here, who I've played many times, I believe that's his legal website that's helping people. My, my, when anybody asks me about legal stuff, I've got a file now that I started compiling since COVID began. And it is, it's pretty big. There's so many legal resources out there that could potentially help people, whether they're losing their jobs, whether they're, I don't know, wanting to represent themselves in court over being fired over a vax mandate, stuff like that. Um, there's so many, I don't know really where to point you to. There, There's so many, which is a good thing. I mean, there, it's definitely, but it's five, the number five, smallstones.com. Now, I give you links to all these things and the action steps, but I'll just read this to you since it came up. Five Small Stones Legal Network is a USA-based worldwide network of attorneys, doctors, nurses, paralegals, and research scientists, data analysts, and others trying to empower ordinary men and women to work through legislative and judicial systems to repel the foreign invaders who have overthrown our constitutional checks and balances form of government and co-opted our presidency, cabinet, and administrative agencies. We kicked the initiative off with a military medical martial law and symposium held on October 6th, I'm assuming of 2022, to provide information about the weaponization of American public public health systems through legislation and 
call the American people to action. Our goal is to restore the exiled constitution to its rightful place as supreme law in the land and remove all, from all power all treasonous elected appointed officials, including presidents, governors, administrative agencies, lawmakers, judges, and advisory board members who have been acting as agents of foreign powers and robbing our people of our unalienable... It depends how you want to say Some people refer to it as unalienable, meaning you can't put a lien on those rights. It's normally pronounced as inalienable rights and then another website that's associated with this is truthforhealth.org truthforhealth one word dot org i believe that's the one that's more associated with this dr lee vlalette i think her her and todd calendar work together i give you this information here in the pdf so you can have it and um but yeah these banners for freedom like one of them says C-19 jab, cancer up 10,000%. It's and it's on the side of, I mean, it's it's a, it, it would be like what would be on the side of a road, a, a big, a gigantic, uh, you know, banner on the side of the road. Those things you rent out, you know, uh, road signs and stuff. So they're doing that and they're doing, you know, it sounds like they're they're really trying to fight this and do what they can do. In your name, may the Lord grant all your requests. And friends and patriots, that's you listening to. Now, the thing I can't stand about SGT reporters, he's been a big Q, big gigantic Q Trump guy, you know, for very, very, since this whole thing started. So I always warn about SGT report. There's, that's what you're going to get. A lot of pro-Trump, pro-Q type of stuff. Pray on this. Pray that the Lord grant our request for justice. Pray that SCOTUS does the right thing in our final hour, because I kind of feel like the Republic is hanging by a thread at this point, if we have one at all. Dr. Vliet, what do you think? Where do we go from here? Well, I think Truth for Health Foundation has been leading the way with action steps. We have filed lawsuits. We have given legal defense grants, thanks to the generosity of our donors. We have a vaccine injury treatment guide, early COVID treatment guide that people can download free from truthforhealth.org, and we have a new radiation injury treatment guide that will be published in the next week, written by some of our military experts. We have a military advisory council that's working with us to bring the whistleblower information to the public. All of this is a voice that is helping to bring truth against the lies and deceptions, just as you are, Sean, and our donors that have provided support to the Medical Legal Freedom Defense Fund have enabled us to file two federal lawsuits on behalf of military service members and the civilian and military public. And we are filing two wrongful death lawsuits against the hospital wrongful actions that have caused the deaths of innocent people as well. Our legal team working on that, and Todd has been part of that, is moving forward on all of these fronts we are also taking action on false claims in several major areas which helps the public see the ways in which our institutions particularly the hospitals have been falsely billing the government for services unnecessary and harmful to patients we're coming out swinging and we may be small and we may be a group of David with our slingshots against Goliath, 
but we're not stopping. And that's what people across this country need to do. So I would say to everyone, join our crusade of the voiceless because we are silent no more and we have action steps. Prayer is part of that, but our action steps go to what the epistle of James says when he says faith without action is a dead faith. And so we are acting. That's a, uh, from a different version, faith, faith without works is dead, but you get the gist of it, which is true. I mean, it is true. Faith. And we have our crusade banner that shows that we are marching together. And this is God's army. This is God's army of people coming together to defend his mm. gift of Well, life. going against this CV-19 agenda and the kill shot in all the horrible mandates and the masks and it is it is god's work i mean if you're if you're truly going against that now you could be there there are people on this side of the of the equation like i said that i think are plants and um i've warned about that quite a bit but yeah resisting this wicked tyranny i do believe is doing god's work because this is the most genocidal wicked thing that I have ever seen since I've been alive, overtly in your face, literally changing our DNA, if you get the kill shot, uh, and all of the other wicked attributes of the shots and all the other wicked attributes of this agenda to ultimately kill humanity off and take away all of our rights and strip us of anything that makes us human. So yeah and liberty so thank you for having me here to be part of this fight well thank you as always and we'll do it again in another couple of weeks and todd <clears throat> explain to people what five small stones is and of course you have vax choice as well yeah five small stones is exactly what mr brunson did it's a uh, website devoted you get to it the five small stones is what david picked up you know before in order to slay goliath Okay, and he had Goliath had four brothers, so he picked up five stones. Um, the other four were because it only took one stone to slay Goliath, but the four were symbolic of Goliath's four. Um, I believe it was offspring, and um, maybe brother slash offspring. Okay, that the Bible does talk. In fact, I just read that not too long ago. That that particular um, those verses about that. Uh, David did not slay the rest of the giants. His uh, his mighty men did. Different mighty men did that. But it was symbolic of that. It was symbolic of the giant in Goliath and, and his um, offspring that they were going to slay the rest of them. And, that, and that's why he picked up five stones, but only had to use one in that particular case people file pro se complaints criminal and civil um and in fact i'm in touch with mr brunson so i'm hoping he'll join the five small stones effort and lead on right he's he's done an amazing job why don't we harness that energy you know if we had a million people filing lawsuits like dr vleet then it, it would have a difference right we could jam up the, the court and force them to to actually pay attention um so i'm really hopeful that we can get a lot of people to stand the key is that they will actually stand not us there's a handful of lawyers doing this, handful of people like Dr. Vliet. It's until the people get off the bench and stand for themselves, we will all go slowly into the night. 
That's what Five Small Stones is about. And Vax Choice is effectively a repository of evidence. We put it all there. Anybody who wants to know anything, including cesium, by the way, I just sent you a copy of the ingredients, including the patent. <laughs> Adenoviruses are made using cesium, right? It's all there. So, you know, people want to know, go to Force, um, sorry, go to Vax uh, Choice, VA Double X Choice, and of course, Truth for Health. Uh, we have a wonderful relationship with Dr. Vliet. She helps a lot of people. Well, you both help so many people, and it's my pleasure to know you. I guess as we wrap up the conversation, I just want to show one more news item here, because things are only going to get worse, friends. Until we, the people, stand up and say, no more, things will only get worse, because our federal government has been hijacked, and as we're seeing in Arizona, state governments are being hijacked. So climate hypocrite John Kerry says it would be wonderful, it would be great if Americans paid carbon reparations. Yet his family's private jet emitted more than 300 metric tons of carbon in 18 months. So this is what we're up against. When you see U.S. climate agenda down there in that little thumbnail, that's the United Nations Agenda 2030 policy, which is no more affordable forms of energy for you, surf. You're going to be herded into a big city, no more single-family homes, no more private cars, you know, you don't get to have natural gas to heat your home. What did the puppet president do on day one? He killed the Keystone XL pipeline. Yep. Friends, this is yep. literally a war but, against... But Trump was a puppet president too. SG report guy. SGT report guy. <laughs> he was such a puppet. He, he's such a devil. And yet he will never acknowledge that. And it's just... It's sickening. It truly is that he is still on the Trump train still pushing basically Q narratives when all we've gotten from Q is lies and Trump lies over and over and over. You just saw what Trump did celebrating that having a gay gala. I mean, he's done so many wicked things. He brought us the big, beautiful kill shot right of his own mouth, but no, they, they'll, they'll give him a pass on all of that. They'll just let all that slide. We, the people and our Republic, and it's a war on humanity. And I'm so glad to know Dr. Lee Leet and Todd Callender, two warriors for truth who help me call it out every other week. Todd, thank you so much, sir. John, it really is my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Dr. Lee Leet, thank you. Thank you, Sean. All right. A pleasure. Friends. Okay. So we have that. And um, that was basically the last part of the, uh, of the interview. Oh, and just to elaborate on what I just talked about. Yeah. Um, 2 Samuel 21.16, and Ishbabinob was of the sons of the giant. So it was it was the son of, of one of the sons of Goliath. Um, and the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass and weight. He girded himself with a new sword. Um, uh, and then let's just see what the next verse says. But Ab... Abishai, the son of Zeruah, succored him and smote the Philistine and killed him. So these were David's mighty men and that actually ended up killing the other sons of the giant. And then and then it goes on, and it came to pass after this that there was again a battle in the Philistines at Gob. And Sibachai, the Hushathalite, slew Saph which was of the sons of the giant. And then it goes on and on and on. There's four of them. So that's why he picked up five stones, but he only used the one. Anyway, little little uh, Bible, uh, little 
factoid there that's very, very interesting. All right, so I give you all the, the info on that, on Five Small Stones and truthforhealth.org. It's, it's in the um, PDF for this date. And then saw this the other day, and we're going to confirm this in a second. Update, this was somebody posted this on, uh, I don't know, some Twitter Update, funeral homes in Norway are sounding the alarm. They are struggling to store all the dead people as excess mortality is sky high. They say they haven't seen anything like this in 100 years. What is going on? Well, let's hear from the UK funeral director, John O'Looney, who I've played before, who I believe is very reputable. He's one of the only funeral directors in the UK that's actually come out openly and telling what he's observing with all of his deceased people coming in. And um, this is insider information. It's concerning if it's correct. And this is was put out in BitChute, which is one of the only places that you'll see a lot of the stuff posted. And no wonder, guess what just happened? Founder and creator of BitChute has bank account frozen in blatant act of theft and censorship. And this is why, praise God, for my listeners praying for us and for those that have sent in like the donations and, and, and all the things that you've done for us over the years because it's an absolute miracle this ministry is even, ex even in existence after me doing this for, I mean, a long time here. Uh, it's been going on and it's a miracle. I guess it's going to be 17 years at this point. Um, if it wasn't for the Lord preserving us, I mean, there's no way that we would be in existence at all. So I praise the Lord for my listeners and all that they've done for us and uh, for the Lord preserving us because this guy has, you know, they're taking him down and he, because of just because of what bitch shoot the content you can actually still access up there. And I hope this video is still up there. Let's look. Yes, it is. Not a very long one. And let's go ahead and play this. So I've had members of the Blackwatch Regiment reach out to me who are training these young men in the west of Ukraine and in Antalya in Turkey. They are primarily officer ranks down to sergeant. They are then transferred from their place of training in Antalya. Or now remember, this is funeral director John O'Looney in the UK. Ukraine to France. They sign the Official Secrets Act. And they're then shipped over in with the immigrants uh, and in with the refugees, the odd refugees, the scattering refugees, but primarily the foot soldiers. They're all forced to sign the official secrets act before they come. Now, when these guys land on the shore, they stick out like a sore thumb because one, they've got military haircuts for a start, um, and they've got a certain posture and the way they carry themselves because they're officers. Um, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. They're then deploying these guys in key positions um, for up to two year contracts they're offering for these hoteliers. Two year contracts, you know, and hundreds of thousands of them are coming in. There's four or five grand a week, four or five thousand a week coming in. These young lads, yeah, they are UN soldiers and they will be deployed. They will be deployed when they feel they've got the numbers. And they can justify another lockdown, be that under the guise of climate change bullshit, or, or saying there's another variance as these people that have been jabbed. When, when I went to the meeting... Sorry about that. That slipped through there. I didn't realize he did that. ...around last September, they said anyone that's had an active ingredient will have between two and five years to live. There is no cure. Mike Eden from Pfizer said that. He said... There's no okay, cure. let me back that up ahead. Climate change bullshit. Uh -huh. I went to the meeting with Sir Graham last September. 
They said anyone that's had an active ingredient will have between two and okay, five. Okay, so anybody that's had a shot, he said ingredient. I think he's trying to, you know, use the code word stuff. But they have two to five years to live at max. Now, we know a lot of people die right away, but... I've said this before that this is in, in um, other doctors out there have said, just consider those that are vaxxed. And I believe the more vaxxes you have, the worse is somebody that has a terminal illness. And, you know, we've given that I've, I've heard a lot of different time ranges. Five years is about the max time range. I've heard that they would have to live. That's actually the most generous estimate that I've heard it to date. Now, I'm not going to get dogmatic about time frames because, you know, they could have this agenda and they could say this or that and some people could live past that. I don't know. You know, we are fearfully and wonderfully made and, you know, it's it's hard to say at this point. Years to live. There is no cure. Mike Eden from Pfizer said that. He said there's no cure. For Mike Eden from Pfizer said that there's no cure for the shot. I mean, probably in a moment of honesty. They can have pine needle tea, whatever they want. It won't work. They're doomed. That's why. This is why, like, I have that protocol for, you know, the people that took the vax, but I have no confidence in it. You know, and I, I, I don't. I, I, I think this is way beyond anything, any pill I could give you. It's not way beyond what God could help. And I'm not saying that if you had taken it, I would say, yeah, I'd highly recommend you do it, but. Ultimately, ultimately, at the end of the day, this is fallen angelic technology that we're dealing with here. That's designed to delete genes, modify our DNA, fill us full of graphene oxide and spike proteins and nanotech and parasites and, you know, biocircuitry that's communing with your smartphone. I mean, it's, it's, it's unreal. The intravenously introduced. Now, as these people begin dying in incredible numbers, there's your new variant. There's your need for a lockdown. Yeah. And then these guys right. can start. And that's exactly what's happening right now. Okay. There are emergency rooms that are being totally overrun. I'm going to probably read those accounts next. So, because I don't know if I'm going to have time to get to it today. From firsthand accounts from my listeners where this is already happening and they're blaming it, they're coming in checking positive for mostly this flu variant where they could say, oh, it's not even COVID. It's certainly not the COVID shot. It's this new flu variant. So they'll always have plausible deniability. Roadblocks everywhere, policing, and they'll go door to door, picking on the ones that are the most vocal. So I suspect what will happen then is you'll see these new super prisons be filled yeah. and there'll be outbreaks of COVID amongst the unvaccinated in these prisons, who will even blink? Who will even blink when you've got a country, half of whom are dying and sick, and they're told there's a new variant, and they're herding, taking away the danger, the unvaccinated, and there's outbreaks of, of COVID in these quarantine centers for the unvaccinated. Nobody's even gonna blink. And that, that is the plan. But I can what say, about our own soldiers? They're posted abroad, they won't be here. They won't be here. The Black Watch know exactly what's happening. They're very frightened, I can tell you, but soldiers follow orders. And they're not posted in the UK. They're in the west of Ukraine. And they're um, fighting Russia. And they're in Antalya and Turkey. They're not going to be here. They may well know what's going on. They're soldiers. They'll do as they're told to. 
They're not going to be here. They're not going to be in the UK. It's going to be these foreign young lads. And um, the reason for that is the government know full well that they can't trust their own people because it's their women and kids they're targeting. And the other thing, the other reason it's being done for is because it was felt that British soldiers wouldn't be happy kicking in British doors. Why would they? Why would you want to kick in your own citizens, innocent people's doors, and drag them off? But these young lads, these foreign young lads from Albania, from um, Iraq and Afghanistan, they're going to be only too happy to do that. Exactly. And they'll do as they're told to do. That's the reality, yep. you know. So, so that's what's happened. I've spoke to soldiers who have told me. I've spoke to um, Anna de Vissere. She's uh, a former army major. She's got many contacts still in the army, and they're all telling her the same thing. But if you say anything, oh, you're a racist, you're a far right-wing extreme, why would you not want to give these poor souls sanctuary? Come on, you know? These are young men of adult fighting age with fully charged smartphones being trained in Antarctica by our own forces, by Blackwatch. You know, what can't people see? And I would suggest these MPs have got a real moral dilemma now because do they start rallying round and think about saving their own people or do they take advantage of the promised seat on the ark for them? But then the MPs will get dumped in it anyway. Oh, of course they will. But um, it's a little bit like we've got the the eels in the barrel scenario, haven't you, where they're all reading about opening it, won't be me, it won't be me, it won't be me, it will be you. Yeah, of course it will. Well, and when the last of us is let off, they'll turn their gaze on these MPs because they'll have fulfilled their purpose. Right. To be seen to be practicing democracy. Useful idiots. Yeah, useful idiots. And they will go. And there'll be no one to fight for them because the likes of you, me, and you will be gone. Will be gone. That's the reality. You know, so will people wake up? I really don't know. But that's what I've been trying to do is trying to gently wake them up to the reality of what's going on. And I never realised, you know, I've had a lot of people reach out to me. Um, and it's very, very depressing and very upsetting, you know, especially when you feel like you're walking around on your own. Because people just can't see it. They can't believe that anyone would be that horrible. And I cast my mind back. When you can't think historically and they tell us that they put these poor Jews, went into the showers, didn't they, to be deloused prior to um, being resettled. And I don't doubt, I kind of thought, I wonder how many of those Jews walked into that shower knowing they were going to be killed, but not quite believing anyone could be wicked enough to do it. Right, right. Yep. Very true. Very, very, very true. Uh, Now, because I said I moved that section that I just told you about up, so I'm going to cover that right now. Trying to cover as much as I can before this part's over. Um... But I'm not going to get to everything. Hospitals mobbed with every room and even hallways occupied with portable cots. Has the spike protein apocalypse begun? Now, I'm not saying this is ubiquitous. This is everywhere all over the earth. I think there's there's certain parts of the country where this is the case. And there's certain parts of the country where this is not the case. Okay? And I think there's a lot of factors that would determine that. But I am getting confirmation um, from other listeners about this. The hospitals in Virginia are full, with nearly every room occupied, including emergency rooms and even portable cots in the halls, are becoming the norm for the overflow. As witnessed by the investigative reporters and journalists, several hospitals in major cities of Virginia are past capacity, so not only is every room occupied, but many portable cots and patients on them are lined up along the walls of the long halls and numbered. Now remember, they've always suppressed this. From the, from the very beginning, they've always suppressed. They either try to blow it out of proportion and say, 
the, the, the mainstream mass media, oh, there's tons of people in order to you, for you to get your kill shot or when it, when it, um, isn't happening or if it is happening, then they'll, then they'll lie to you about that and you won't even hear anything about it on the news. So that's the norm just to lie to you all the time about whatever is truth. Okay. I've reported on that many times. It's like a horse scene from a, a pandemic movie and people are walking up and down the halls while patients are sleeping on cots with IV tubes in their arms. With people around them coughing and sneezing and carrying on about the bad conditions, it's most likely... Uh, I lost my thing there. It's most likely um, a fire hazard also, with hardly enough staff members to assist the overflow of patients. If an emergency evacuation situation should arise, one can only guess at the reasons for the mobbing of hospitals right now. But complaints can be heard in the waiting rooms and at the check-in desks and in emergency rooms. Now, this is in at least Virginia, okay? Can't say this is the case everywhere, but patients are lined up for check-in and complaining of chest pains, high blood pressure, trouble breathing, and other symptoms that all seem to relate to spike protein syndrome. Well, also 5G specifically works on the oxygen molecule. So you've got the spike proteins from the COVID jabbed, not only acting on them, but also they're shedding them to other people. The spike proteins attack the ACE2 receptors that line the blood vessels. This is a big reason why so many people are having heart attacks. Um, it's clogging their arteries too. I gave that report about, um, got a close acquaintance here that uh, we've known for a long time and he didn't have any problems at all. And then this last year, I gave him all the information on why not to take a kill shot. Pretty sure he took it. And all of a sudden now he's got more problems he knows what to do with. He just had quadruple bypass surgery. I've seen that over and over again. The clotting mechanism that's happening from the spike proteins and how people are stroking out and getting clots and having heart attacks, it's all related. And then you can shed that to other people. This is why I was so have been so big on promoting natokinase, the enzyme, because it helps break down the clots naturally. Now, it's, it's not a cure if you took the kill shot, but it's sure a good preventative for if you're around those shedding spike proteins. Now, it's going to do nothing to bolster your immune system whatsoever, but it would just purely be a preventative for having any clotting issue of your own blood. Okay, and that's one of the products I carry for years. I, I take it every day. And I'm not even around a lot of the thing. It also helps lower the blood pressure naturally. And I believe that's also a reason the blood pressures are going up is because the more the blood thickens, think about it. If you have a heart, okay, you have your heart, and let's say your heart for argument's sake is pumping water through your arteries, through your veins, okay? Now imagine if the water is thick motor oil. Well, the heart's going to have to work a lot harder to pump that thick motor oil. What does that mean? That means your blood pressure is going to go up in order to for your heart to accomplish the same thing. So, now obviously you don't want to thin your blood too much. Okay, so you never take natokinase with a overt medication blood thinner, which are horrible. But natokinase just naturally helps to thin the blood. It also breaks down clots. It's been used in the Orient for since antiquity. Okay, it's safe. It's just an enzyme derived from soy, fermented soy. Now, it's not soy. It's just an enzyme derived from soy. So you're not getting the negative benefits of soy. 
and um, natokinase helps to thin the blood naturally and to break down clots. So it's it's twofold in what it's doing. That's why I love it so much. So, um, so these people are complaining of chest pains, high blood pressure, trouble breathing, other symptoms that relate to spike protein syndrome, a critical, and also 5G because the 5G acts on the oxygen molecule, which can also related to this critical illness caused by millions of uh he's saying prions I, I wouldn't go that far i think prions is a component though that clog the vascular system and strain the heart and the cleansing organs should you or a loved one spend the night in a hallway on a cot at an overcrowded ho overcrowded hospital for any reason the average cost of that overnight stay ranges from a whopping ninety three hundred dollars to thirteen thousand six hundred depending on the type of coverage and non-coverage that you have on your insurance this is according to data collected from the from the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, and here's the here's the chart. If you're on Medicare, the average hospital stay per night is thirteen thousand six hundred. Medicaid nine thousand eight hundred. Private insurance ten thousand nine hundred. Uninsured ninety three hundred. Other insurances twelve thousand six hundred. Anyway, on and on and on. Imagine how much money the hospitals are raking in with every room and the hallways crowded with cots against the wall, spread out about every 10 feet with a sick person, even overnight. Police are having to battle crazy people in fits of rage. Again, you seen anything about this in the news? Nope. In the middle of the night, because they don't want you to know this. If it's truth, they don't want you to know it. In the middle of the night, police are having to escort crazed patients from the premises during emergency lockdowns in the emergency areas of the hospitals. Patients can't even rest properly in the halls with all the critical care machines beeping, opening up supply closets, nurses taking, talking at full volume, and no emergency call buttons for the patients in the hallways to help. How can anyone get well, recover from surgery, or conditions like this? Someone could go to the emergency room because the spike proteins are causing tiny clogs in their vascular systems, driving their heart to beat irregular rhythms. They spend a night or two on a cot in the hallway. It costs them 25 grand and the doctors can't figure out what's wrong with them after running very expensive CAT scans and other diagnostic tests. You see how they, their satanic medical pharma cartel system loves this? I'm not saying everybody in the system is satanic and evil. I'm just saying, but can you see how the pharma medical cartel just is getting wildly rich off this? Then, after being exposed to lots of sick patients roaming the hallways from the Fauci flu and the RSVs, plus the risk of getting a, a superbug infection from MRSA, from the IVs and the dirty, crowded conditions to visit the hospital might serve as a shovel for digging your own grave. Yeah, they made. A, I brought. I think they brought up a lot of good points. Now, here's from my longtime listener, Patricia, uh, hospital lab tech, in comment. We are experiencing a massive uptick, totally unprecedented, in people testing positive for, basically, she gets more specific, but it's flu A H1-209 and flu A H3. So in my area, few are testing positive for COVID, but we are seeing a massive number of people testing positive for flu A. So now, so you see the built-in... Um, deniability is already built in there oh well this is from the COVID shot it's it's a flu strain well yeah the COVID shots deleting all the immune system genes that relate to your own immune system like we've covered in times past people are still getting their flu shots they're getting that hydrogel payload as doctor or as is the attorney um calendar said 
they're getting a lot of the same stuff they're in in these vaccines across the board now they're not being regulated by anything so yeah a lot of people are testing positive for this um these different variants of the flu now okay she says I don't see patients, so I have no idea how sick they are. I, But I have never seen so many people test positive for anything. It's crazy. It's just not possible to have this many people test positive for anything. This, this the, the flu A, meaning I believe influenza A, is the real pandemic. We are talking about it amongst ourselves because all of us have never seen anything like this. And these are lab techs who have spent their entire career in clinical labs and worked this area. Patricia's also been there for a long, long time. I do not think there's anything wrong with this testing or these test kits. This lab does an unbelievable amount of this kind of testing using different methodologies. We are getting the same results on respiratory panels. The employees are also unbelievably sick. I've never seen so many people have so many ailments in my life. Can you imagine? Most of these people are, are COVID vaxxed and have every other vax. They're shedding on one another. They're in an enclosed space in this hospital. All the scenarios we, we, we just went over where this is like the perfect storm for spreading all of this back and forth. Can you imagine? This is why I'm saying, you know, if I was you, <laughs> I would seriously think twice about trying to avoid the hospital in any way, shape, or form that you could unless it was absolutely 100% necessary. I mean, I'm telling you, this is horrible. Um, she goes on to say, uh, I don't, okay, uh, I have never seen so many people have so many ailments in my life. I've never seen so many people call out and it is just blown off. They're acting like this is normal. It is most certainly not. I have almost started to wonder if there is something wrong with the town that this hospital is located in. I can't believe the number of people who have also cancer and have these crazy hematology slides, this abnormal this and this abnormal that. Remember what I said about cancer? about the, the COVID kill shot. It's it's deleting your protection for cancer and that and that we're going to see all of this explosion of cancer. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have time to get to it. Uh, I don't think I'm going to. I'm going to try to play that last one, but I'm, boy, I got to hurry up. Um, okay, so then she, she updates me again. This was just December 31st. It's crazy at my hospital, there are unbelievable number of positive flus, almost all flu A. I'm assuming that means influenza A. On the patients, we performed a respiratory panel on, we have mostly flu A, H1-209, and flu A, H3. The staff all keep getting sick as well. We are having the most critical shortage of blood we've ever had, period, hands down. Our PAR levels, which is the number of units of blood in your blood bank refrigerator that you can choose from when a need arises is not enough enough to keep up with the demands that are coming in okay so my reply i said i really think the flu shot and the covid bioweapon is much to blame here as people's immune systems are being taken over and their genes that relate to the immune system function and cancer prevention are being progressively deleted and those around these people are being also shed upon another longtime listener says on family deaths of those that took the COVID jab. Um, she says, as you know, I was hospitalized with COVID. I almost died in January. I never got the vaccine. I knew it was a scam before they rolled it out. My dad got the vaccine and a booster. And shortly after that in March, he died suddenly. Meaning he got the COVID vaccine and the booster and he died suddenly in uh, March. 
he was originally against it and someone talked him into it. My cousin and her husband also got vaxxed and boosted. My cousin blamed me and said I got, I was hospitalized because I refused the vaccine, of course, whatever. She and her husband then got COVID. He ended up in the same hospital with me and then died. This is just the norm now. Just This is the new normal, as, as I told you, warned you about. My friend then told me just yesterday, after vaxxed, meaning COVID vaxxed, COVID bioweapon jabbed, and boosted a few times, that she was having lung issues and went to the ER. The doctors found a 98% blockage on her heart. And remember what I said about our acquaintance here? All of a sudden had to have a quadruple bypass. I've known the guy for over 10 years and all of a sudden he's got all these health problems and he has to have a quadruple bypass. I, I really believe this is caught because of all the clotting issues and the ACE2 receptor thing and the spike proteins. I think this is what's causing it, me personally. Anyway, she says she had to have bypass surgery, just like my acquaintance. Another friend said he felt like he was going to have a heart attack after the vaccine booster. He has pericarditis. This is really bad. Sadly, they're still refusing to believe it's from the vaccines. And then she updated me again and said, my friend went in for quadruple bypass surgery yesterday. I guess her heart is damaged. After they moved her to the ICU, she had two seizures then. Then they have to do a brain scan to see if she had a stroke and brain damage now. You know, this is all wonderful fruit from mostly the COVID kill shot. It's pretty serious. Her husband is devastated. Um, I just heard on a podcast where they said the vaccines are also causing seizures. Well, of course. And, um, okay, so I'm going to try to play this last thing because... Um, I'm running out of time here. Okay, so this last one is, is entitled COVID bioweapon shot turbo cancers, surging in breast, colon, esophagus, kidney, liver, pancreas. Remember what Patricia just said about the cancer rates are exploding? Yeah, well, here's more proof of that. Cancer rates explode and people die. Dr. Ben Marble is welcome back to expose the massive surge in cancers among, among, uh, of every type. Okay, so let's go ahead and get this in here because I'm just about out of time here. So here's an article from a few months back in the Harvard Gazette, not a conservative publication by any stretch. Dramatic rise in cancer in people under 50. Quote, a study by researchers from Brigham and Women's Hospital reveals that the early instance of early onset cancers, including breast, colon, esophagus, kidney, liver, and pancreas, has dramatically increased around the world. Now, according to the study, the surge dates back to 1990, but that surge was slight. Cancer has especially started to surge in just the past couple of years, an unprecedented explosion. And of course, on this very program, we've talked to doctors who describe this explosion of these super aggressive cancers in some of the recently vaccinated. Dr. Ben Marble is with the wellness company. That's dissidentdoctors.com. Go there right now. My favorite group of doctors, dissidentdoctors.com. And Ben Marble joins us now. Doc, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me back on the show, Stu. Absolutely. We are seeing a dramatic uptick in cancers all across the world. You know, I've made, over the past three years, I've made friends with a lot of doctors all over the world, really, and they're all reporting back the same things. We're seeing dramatic increases in all sorts of weird, bizarre cancers, breast cancers, pancreatic cancers, colon cancers, lymphomas, leukemias, uh, blood dyscrasias. Um, the, the bottom line is that- it Sounds uh, like exactly what Patricia's saying, basically, what she's seen as a longtime lab tech worker and what everyone else who's honest that are reporting in at hospitals are basically saying as well. If you can get truth from the people there seems to be associated. Who is it occurring in? They're all occurring in the people who took the C-19 fake vaccine poison. Right. So that is definitely happening. Yep. What makes these cancers especially weird? Uh, you know, you, you noted some of the cancers. These have been around well, for a long time. Like, like, for example, I have a family member. She 
cancer-free, never had any problems, uh, took the shot months later, gets diagnosed with stage four uh, pancreatic cancer. So we're seeing people get mm-hmm. diagnosed. They've never had any problems before. And then when they get diagnosed, they're suddenly right. found to be in stage four. Yep. That is very weird. And they have all that plausible deniability. Well, it wasn't the COVID shot. I mean, it was to help you with COVID. If anything, your immune system should be way stronger, right? Well, that's what they'd say, I'm sure. But it's actually what caused it. And I, what I do also believe is that if you have a predisposition toward any type of cancer, this is just going to accelerate it and turbocharge that predisposition toward that very thing you have a genetic predisposition toward. Uh, for it to have progressed that rapidly and be that far along. And pancreatic cancer is one of the worst. As you know, Steve Jobs, billionaire, he had that and he succumbed to it. So we're seeing a lot of bad you know, the, there's just such amount of evidence that these shots are not vaccines. They're just poison doing harm in every way. And the bottom line, I saw your episode with Karen Kingston yesterday. Uh, certainly, I agree with her. The emphasis being that we don't have time for more hearings and more, uh, you know, uh, legal proceedings and stuff like that. We just need these shots to stop immediately. We have to stop giving these to people. And I would. Now, this is a medical doctor saying this, too. So, you don't want to encourage people to break the law, but I would encourage people working inside the hospitals, unplug the fridge that the vac- that the poison stored in. We need to, all these poisons need to be burnt. They need to be destroyed. Um, simple way to destroy them is if they're in a fridge, unplug the fridge, they go bad. <laughs> wow. Wow. Man, but is that not a righteous thing? I mean, wow. But again, they have to be stored at these incredibly low temperatures because like I said before, I believe the main reason is because there's so many incredibly horrible toxic ingredients that when you start warming these bad boys up, all that nanotech starts to cross combine. A lot of the things that are in the shot that's meant to actually do its thing in your body will start to actually do its thing in the needle and it may not be able to get through the needle like that self-assembly nanotech and it might not be able to get through the needle and therefore it has to be stored at these incredibly low temperatures so it doesn't start self-assembling in the body and those parasites start multiplying in you know in the needle in this particular they want to get it in the body and then let it happen there and that's why they have to be stored so low love it and you're allowed to say that on this program. I don't think that's breaking the law. Uh, whoops. <laughs> I think that they might disagree with you on that. I think the um, the unholy powers that be might tend to disagree with you. But, you know, hey, I'm, um, you know, that's a pretty... Uh, I, I, was, I was surprised to hear that. I really, really was. But, man, praise the Lord. Unplugged. Uh, I don't know what law that would be breaking, but no. That, and as far as Karen Kingston on this program yesterday, there's this paradigm about a lab leak theory. I mean, even this guy, uh, Huff, I think his name is, wrote a book uh, talking about how the PSYOP attacked him. No, I think his book is the PSYOP because he's taking us away from, trying to lead us away from the real truth about Wuhan, which Karen Kingston undoubtedly has, and she brings receipts every single time. She is the one that has it all. And it's interesting to me that a lot of these other experts and scientists and researchers and developers and, you know, biotech people and pundits and, you know, podcasters and doctors and inventors, all these people, they don't really want to hear from Karen Kingston. 
Why? Because she stops their grift. She stops the grift because if Karen Kingston's information is widely disseminated, the shots stop right now. These people with the stop the mandate crap and this health freedom movement nonsense going on tours, packing stadiums full of 20,000 people so they can just chant some catchy lines and phrases uh, and buy a T-shirt and then, you know, everything will be fine. Kumbaya. No, the shots need to stop. Every single one of them needs to be incinerated off the face of the planet. And then there needs to be accountability for those that brought them. Absolutely. The sooner we get the shot stopped, and that's been my problem. Really, mass executions would, would be the only real righteous thing to do. As they have shown no mercy, so shall they obtain no mercy. The, the, the devil's perpetuating this devil kill shot. I mean, I, I think mass executions would be um, the least of what they deserve, considering the pain and the misery and the torment and the suffering, you know, all for the love of money, all for the, you know, Whatever sick motivations they've got. I mean, that's just me, though. I'm funny that way, is my opinion. Since, you know, you look back two years ago, this month is when the poison shots started. And uh, there's a very few doctors that were against the shots from day one. I am one of the few. Uh, there's a few other doctors in our group as well. But oh, I sure certainly was. <laughs> majority of the doctors. I've been against them for, like, going back 30-some years. 99% of doctors went along with it. And... Uh, out of those that went along with it, maybe 1% have realized, oh, it actually turns out to be poison, and they've had the courage to speak up. There have been a few doctors who've done that, but most of the poison pushers continue to be poison pushers. And think about this. When, who signs a death certificate when somebody dies suddenly, right? We're seeing just all these people all over the world dying suddenly. Young people, uh, I heard an eight-year-old die the other day, six-year-old died. Young kids, young people all over the world dying suddenly. Well, who has to sign that death, death certificate? A doctor has to sign it, right? And if 99% of doctors are poison pushers, then a poison pusher is signing that death certificate, putting the cause of death, and they're never going to say it was the shot. They're going to lie. It's They're, just, they're not going to call themselves murderers, right? So they're not going to write on themselves. So when they fill that death certificate out, that's how they're hiding the bodies. So we're seeing this mass die-off is in progress right now, but they're hiding the bodies by giving a false cause of death. For example, if you're a doctor and you put somebody in an electric chair and you pull that switch, uh, they died because you pulled that switch. You killed them, right? You murdered them. But when you fill their death certificate out, you could you could put electrocution as the cause of death. You wouldn't put that you murdered them, right? So they, they lie and obfuscate and hide the true cause of death, which is these poison shots. These C-19 gene vaccines are just straight-up poison. There's no other way around it. They have to be stopped immediately, and this is the problem. The politicians, I think the masses in general, there's probably 80% of people get that these things are not safe, and they're certainly not effective. You know, that's the other thing. But the, the, the politicians are the real problem because the politicians wave their finger in the air, and they're not all that bright, most politicians, I've noticed. And so as of now, the politicians are really the problem. We need to demand, we should have people in the streets demanding these shots all be banned globally immediately as soon as possible because we don't, you know, 7 million shots are going into arms every day. That's more than the death toll uh, of World War II of the Jews that were killed by the Nazis. Every day we're seeing 7 million people poisoned while everybody's wasting time talking about defeating mandates and these other things. Meanwhile, every single day we waste millions and millions of more people are being poisoned. So we're almost to 5.5 billion people that have been poisoned so far. But we you know, we don't want people to not have hope. So the first thing to do, if you took the shot, don't take any more. Uh, and uh, if you have a shot injury, 
Go to MyFreeDoctor.com. We'll treat everybody for free. We'll treat patients with shot injury. We, we, we have announced our partnership with TWC, which is really exciting. You know, they're pretty much aligned with us. We both fight for medical freedom. We both put uh, medical science before political science. And uh, all the portions of proceeds from the wellness company products in the My Free Doctor marketplace will directly support us delivering free doctor visits to our patients. So, we, you know, we have a pay-what-you-can-afford model is basically we, what we have. We, we, we treat everybody for free. And if you can, we at, at the end of that, we ask for a donation. If you can donate, great. If you can't, that's fine, too. We try to treat as many people as we can, and we're really excited about our partnership with TWC and trying to help as many people as we can is the bottom line. And it's just so awesome. In these dark times, extraordinary times, these are times where we are actually very fortunate to be alive. A lot of people say, man, this stuff must really beat you up every day. It must be tough. Yeah, some days it is tough, and a lot of days it's draining, but in a lot of ways, uh, it's actually very, very rewarding because I get to talk to people like Dr. Ben Marble here, MyFreeDoctor.com. I mean, treating, what, over 15,000 high-risk COVID patients, COVID patients, in other words, victims of bio-warfare attacks from governments around the world, uh, 15,000 people that you have treated. Is that right? Yes, sir. I have successfully treated over 15,000 COVID-19 patients. I myself have only lost one patient. Our whole practice together, we've delivered over 300,000 free doctor visits. We've only lost six patients total. Using the multiple drug early treatment uh, protocol, we have a 99.99% survival rate. I mean, so they're going to use the drugs and that stuff, you know, obviously it's probably ivermectin and, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not that personally that wild about that approach, but you know, hey, if he's getting those kind of results, great. I just say at the end of the day, you cannot drug your body into good health. And I think it's it's more than just staying on something like ivermectin. For, it's more about building up your own immune system with the things that I've went over, over and over and over again, uh, the supplements and things of this nature, ultimately to keep you healthy, you know. Um, but I'm not going to, if those are his statistics, great, wonderful. And he's you know, I didn't even know about this guy, but I mean, he's, uh, he seems to be really, you know, doing some great work. No multiple drug early treatment works. We settled the science. What we know does not work is these C-19 fake vaccine poisons. I would like, I don't know if I showed you my doll. I have my Fauci doll, right? I gave him a little <laughs> mustache. Um, I call him Dr. Death Fauci. He is the most prolific mass murderer in the history of the world. And basically, he... He paid for the gain-of-function research in Wuhan. My friend Li Ming Yang, she knows she has all the details. She she knows all, all the, what happened there. Right. They funded it. They paid for it. So they paid for the creation of the of the Frank starting at University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, and then it transferred over to there. And yeah, and virus, which is a bioterror weapon, he claims it's not. And uh, the the fake vaccines are the other bioterror weapon. So they're spreading this spike protein poison to people. Now, that's a self-spreading thing because once you get get the shot, two-thirds of the people on the planet are now spike protein super shedders. Yep, so exactly. um, I would encourage everybody, yep. it's hard to avoid two-thirds of the people on the planet. So probably everybody should be taking like once a week ivermectin no. or N-acetylcysteine. I mean, N-acetylcysteine, yeah, absolutely. NAC, 100%. But ivermectin, again, it's a drug and it's going to mobilize things in your body and it will deplete your own body eventually of the of the very things in your body that if you had an abundance you wouldn't need now i'm not saying you don't use it to get out of the woods if, if that's what you've got i get it i understand that that's the case um but long term is what i'm talking about i don't think it's good to just stay on it like a multivitamin okay which is what he's kind of advocating he's in a very medical drug mindset because he's a medical doctor i'm not 
So, you know, that's where I would differ from him. But, you know, I just wanted to throw that in. Artemis and then Finofibrate. There's a few others. We could, If you come to MyFreeDoctor.com, we can give you advice and give you recommendations on what to take because basically everywhere you go, you're going to get exposed to the spike protein poison. Yeah, yeah which is true. a lipid nanoparticle. Uh, and if you look at the patents on that, it's exactly the same. It says right in there, the U.S. government, it says right in there, acknowledges that this is a weapon of biowarfare. So, any so anyway, I've, I've got to pretty much close things down here. They do have a product they recommend. It's called Dr. Vardy Waters Spike Protein Recovery. I'll give you a link there if you want to see it. And it's pretty good. Now, they put natokinase in there, which is one of the things I've talked about for a long time. And I wouldn't do the natokinase with it. It's an enzyme that should be taken on an empty stomach by itself. If you put stuff with natokinase that's non-enzymatic, it tends to digest that. That's why you would never want to take it with food because you would probably get no benefit from it. So I'm not really, I like the fact that they have natokinase, but I think it should be taken separately. And that's how I advocate you taking it. But it's overall, it is pretty good. So I'll give you a link to that if you want to avail yourself. And then the link to his, uh, dissident doctors doc it's he's dissident doctors.com and i give you the link to that and it will be at the very last thing at the end of this pdf for this date at uh january 2nd 2023 okay i'm way over on time so god bless you and lord willing we will see you in the next audio